supposed to be solid red. Okay. That would have been lovely. I knew that was you. It is. What did you bang? It's this thing. What thing? This thing down here. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the fourth episode of A Thousand Tiny Tantrums. This episode is called A New Home, episode four. If you haven't gotten the joke yet, you're not going to. Uh, my name is James. I'm Nick. And this is the our first episode in a while, over a month. Like, it, it, like I, I don't know how we've done, only done three episodes so far. Uh, well, because everything went to hell in a handbasket yeah. in, in the interim. So it feels like so much time has passed and like no time has passed, you know? Oh, there's lots of time has passed. I, I know, but like you think back and it's like, what's happened since then? And you're like, I really don't know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, anyway, this is episode four. This is the first new episode in over a month. And it's the first episode on the Thousand Tiny Tantrums YouTube channel. Um, so if you're listening to this as a podcast, it's the same, nothing has changed. If you're watching it on YouTube, it is now its own channel because YouTube does not like things much. Um, I just don't like things. And That's like, obviously, these little videos of two talking heads are never going to have the kind of views that, you know, my big researched 90 minute long video essays are going to have. And so I was putting them up. And, you know, they would get, like, between 1,500 and 3,000 views, which is yeah. fine by me. Not that, like, unrespectable, you know? And like... I was getting emails from YouTube, not people from YouTube, because YouTube does not give you people. YouTube I... just gives you automated computer messages. I wonder if YouTube so... doesn't have people. Oh, they do. They just don't let them talk to people like me. They talk to PewDiePie and people like that. Um, you used to talk to And, uh, but... They were sending me messages saying, oh my god, your new videos aren't getting as many views. Maybe you should change the thumbnails, or maybe you should change your content, and stuff like these. And I'm like, it's because uh, it's different. And so what ended up happening was the first video I did after releasing the the um, podcast videos was Codebreakers. And not only is Codebreakers my, like, still my lowest video essay, mm -hmm. um, lowest viewed video essay by a lot, it didn't even get sent out to people's it didn't get sent to people's subscription boxes yeah, like, it didn't get sent to their notifications like people actually ding the bell because youtube was like oh his channel doesn't get a lot of views we're not going to push it anymore like I, and i don't understand like youtube's kind of philosophy on that because it's like you know like there are these other videos that have performed really well like it's like you can't like i, I don't understand the process like I, like why is it all so automated Autotomated? Autotomated. 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 But anyway, so that's why this has its own YouTube channel now. And, um, you know, hopefully it will do well. Hopefully and it will do, do well. If it doesn't, we'll keep doing the podcast just as a podcast. And so, you know, watch the videos. Yeah, watch the videos. Because I'm I'm really, I really like these guys. I'm looking at myself now and realizing, right, I'm wearing a mask. Yeah. Um. We so are yeah, we are wearing masks to celebrate the advent of science existence. Science existing yeah. and um, viruses being a real thing. Which I saw, like you've you've been seeing all of like American Congress people having like their photographs taken while they're getting the COVID vaccine, right? including the ones the Republicans who oh, said that it didn't exist, especially them. And you know, I think it's um, Mike fucking Pence. Mike, you did a swears. 
I'm allowed to swear. How am I not allowed to swear? We can swear. You used to... Oh, I, okay. We're, Things are different now. It's a different channel. Okay, we can drop F-bombs. That's great. Rated R. <laughs> the, R the, the red band. The red channel. band version. <laughs> <laughs> Rated M for mature. Um, But, like... Uh, what's his face? Uh, Rand Paul. I think it was. And mm -hmm. he was talking about how, like, that tragic it was. He, he was saying, like, how unfair it is that younger Congress people and, like, people like him who had already got COVID and already had built an immunity, which is not true with COVID, actually. Like, if you get it, you can get it again. Yeah. In certain circumstances, there's no pattern they found for that. He's just... But, yeah, and, like... He's talking. He specifically said that AOC shouldn't be getting the vaccine because she's young and healthy, and it should go to old people. And it's like this: COVID is having detrimental uh, health effects talking. on younger people, uh, help people with healthy immune systems, as it is with, um, you know, people who the flu normally attacks. So it's just even when you're trying to be pro science, you're being anti science, right? And in this channel, we're we're all about science. James, James is doing a thing. I am. They can't hear me. He he's doing a thing. Don't worry. We're gonna we're gonna get back to our regularly scheduled programming. In the meantime, please enjoy this video of me juggling. <laughs> I really hope this works. <laughs> Just like, oh, I wonder if we can put like the uh, the tiger dance music over this. I'm juggling right now, guys. I promise doesn't work okay uh it was all for naught guys don't worry yeah it was all for naught <laughs> um the battery on the recorder is running low it went from three to one bars since we started oh, recording shoot so i was going to try and plug it into my v-mount battery so are we going to need an intermission i don't know hopefully not okay uh, well, hopefully we can get this episode done on on uh on this just talk really fast Oh, my, my face isn't moving. Okay, my face is moving now. Whee! We're animated okay. again. We're animated. Uh, so yeah, the reason this episode is called A New Home is because we have moved to a different apartment. A new home. Uh, to, a new <laughs> <laughs> to a different part of the city, to a different building. Because um, if you listened to the last episode, you heard... Nothing but complaints. Nothing about, but complaints about the apartment we were in. So For four years. Fast. Four? Four words. Yeah, summer of 2016. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, you know, Cliff's Notes version. There was a flood in the building. It affected our apartment. Didn't really affect our apartment, but they said it did. So they moved us down to a different apartment, worse which apartment. was much shittier which had just been moved out of and they hadn't done any cleaning or anything in it yet so they moved us down to there it was supposed no to be a temporary thing it was, it was supposed to be a max of two to three weeks and then it ended up it was going to be several months because the building decided not to use the initial contractors they had hired they were looking for cheaper ones and so we were like okay well let's move into a different unit in this building mm -hmm and that was a process i thought that was a good plan so we did the whole we had even though we were in the building we had to do the application process again I mean, which and everything. is ridiculous because they knew us yeah we were the lego guys <laughs> yeah they, they had nicknamed us the lego guys um but so did the whole p application process and everything got approved for the new bigger apartment paid the damage deposit 
and then got an email saying, actually, no. Yeah. And I lost my shit you lost your the, mind like i was so worried like, this was already a very i am i am not good with like unstable circumstances yeah and so like you're, you're not good with waiting at red lights no but like <laughs> it, being in a situation where i don't know what's going on and like literally i don't know where i'm living at any given point yeah is not good for me uh i'm a control freak i do not like and so I was super, super, super stressed about all of this, and I had finally, when I got the news, like, on Tuesday, they were like, yeah, you got the apartment, the bigger apartment, you can move in at the end of the month. Yeah. I just kind of, like, I relaxed yeah. for the first time in, like, a month. I got to relax, and then the next day I get an email saying, actually, no, and I just lost my shit, and I went down to and got in the face of the building manager and basically called him every nasty word that you could possibly think of and demanded the damage deposit back because it was a sizable damage deposit it was yeah. like two thousand dollars yeah and he decided to be like oh no you can't have it back yeah it has to go through this process so then i just f like flamed out like yeah. anger from inside out just lost my mind so, and like the funny thing is like can i talk about the going to the bank thing Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, you you went to uh, the bank, uh, like, immediately... Well, yeah, because I had to I had to get the damage deposit as a certified check from the bank. Mm -hmm. That's the only way they would take it. $15 for it. And, like, you went to the bank because you're like, okay, screw that. And you're like, okay, to the teller, cancel the check. Mm -hmm. And the teller was like, well, I don't know if I can do that. I'll need to put a hold on the check to put it back in your account. And then the manager came over and it's like, you're, you're with this building building x we'll call it we were with building x and you're like yeah and kill them properties okay we're saying we're naming names i will not name names for people mm -hmm. but corporations oh yes okay. kill them properties but, like the bank they're the biggest the bank manager renting company the in canada specific address of the building we were in yeah and was like oh you're from that building yeah just put the check back in this happens all the time yeah <laughs> so, oh my god so that was our saga with leaving the apartment. Yeah, and uh, that well, that wasn't even leaving the apartment. That was just that was kind of resigning ourselves to, oh, we're just going to be stuck here, right? Yeah, and then like and go through this arduous renovation process and hopefully be back in our normal yeah. place by Christmas. And then like you you kept looking because that's what you do, and like you just came across this place, which like has a citywide reputation for being great. And... Yeah, and they had a they had a unit available to move in like the next week, mm -hmm. literally. And I was like, okay, like I showed up to view it with the damage deposit, with the insur <laughs> the rental insurance, like everything. I was like, here you go, all of it. Here you go. I'll see you on Saturday. <laughs> And then hired a moving company, and we were moved on Saturday. I was yeah. like, I am done. Uh, like, I hated even going back to that building to empty out, like, the little things from the apartment mm -hmm. yeah, that we had the left. The stragglers. Yeah. Um, also managed to go back to the building and get some mail that I'd been waiting on for, like, yeah. three months. Okay, so in the summer, <laughs> completely random, in the summer, he pre-ordered a figure. No, this was back in the spring that I pre-ordered it, but then it didn't get there until this, the end of the summer, September. It was like April that I... Okay, I ordered a figure of Mando. Yeah, of the Mandalorian. Yeah. Um, with the shiny with, armor. With the shiny armor. 
like as soon as it went on pre-sale yeah. in the spring yeah i guess and it got shipped it didn't it didn't get released until september september which was fine it got shipped right away but because of covid and it was coming from the u.s into canada so it was held at the border because i don't know and everything it didn't actually arrive until what three days ago yeah but that's not the crate no it was uh last monday last monday the 13th december yeah. 13th um but like the craziest part was that we or were tracking oh, yeah. we were tracking the shipping and at one point it was in sweden it was in sweden it was in sweden <laughs> at one point it was in sweden and it wasn't like... just like a mess up on their tracker saying oops like oh yeah, it's we yeah, accidentally yeah. said sweet it moved around in sweden it was in like three different places in sweden <laughs> and i'm like how did something being shipped by the united states oh postal God. service well, to that Canada was about end when up in Sweden. That happened when all of like the crap with uh, Donald Trump trying to defund the postal service happened. <gasps> oh my God! Yeah. So somehow, <laughs> did they just think you know Sweden will take care of this? <laughs> Sweden, Canada, <laughs> they, same difference. The, like. Sweden has a, an actual like government. They'll they'll deal with this. <laughs> The service did. They just, action figure. They just, <laughs> just ship, ship things to off to random countries around the world that had their shit together. <laughs> <laughs> Which to all of our all of the Americans, congratulations on not having to deal with Donald Trump as of January twentieth. And uh, I I am very mournful that you now have to deal with Joe Biden. Yeah, but like, but it's mournful you know, and not a matter of like you can accept this. It's not a matter of just being complete despair. Yeah, it's like finding out that instead of you have can terminal cancer, you have a removable that? tumor. That, you know, it can be dealt with. I mean, like, and you want to get into the nitty gritty of, like, money and politics. Like, it's a pretty significant tumor. Like. It's a what? Pretty significant tumor. Oh, yeah. But, you know, he's. It's it's better. And uh, as of recording this, everyone's getting $600. Hooray. Hooray. Nancy Pelosi just went on television. She tried so hard to fight for that. Talked about how, and she said, direct quote, $600 is significant, significant. for working class families. It's like. Oh, and did you see the other thing? I just saw this on Twitter. They are means checking it. Do you know what the qualification is? Oh, yeah, I saw that. I Last agree. year's tax income. From before you got fired, you have to make less than seventy-five grand to qualify for the six hundred dollars. That's per what, person or per family. Oh, I didn't read. I didn't read that. It was just a because if it's per family, that's horrible. It was just a picture of the thing. Um, and if it's per person, I'm guess I'm going to assume per family because that's how taxes usually work. They work by households. In the U.S., yeah. So it probably is per family in the States. And I might be wrong. I just saw a picture of, like, the report and kind of the... Because um, I just saw that it was being... Because AOC tweeted out that it was being means tested. And I was like, awesome. That's that's the only good thing about this. You know, $600 is not nearly enough money to help people. But, you know, at least the rich aren't getting it. But... <laughs> of course, they means tested it in the worst possible way. <laughs> like, I... <laughs> Like I, I'm oh just, my god! Uh, I, I'm just there. I, I retweeted it. I posted a gif of Michael Jackson eating popcorn and Thriller. I'm like, <laughs> is it gonna happen? Is it gonna happen this time? <laughs> is this is, is this gonna be what's doing? They were what's already do memeing the the 
give them six hundred dollars is let them eat cake. Yeah, and the um, like that was already happening. Oh, what? Bluth. The masks uh, move. Yeah, there are faces underneath it. Oh, that's so cool. Anyway, the um, ah. Judy Greer in Arrested Development. They lots of memes of her. Like you know, it, it's yeah. Rent go for see nine a Star Wars. It's rents for nine months, Michael. How much does it cost? Six hundred dollars. And here's six hundred dollars. Go buy a rent. Like go buy a rent. Go buy a rent. Like, go buy a ticket to rent. And it's funny because she looks like Nancy Pelosi. Judy Greer. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen her. Old. Oh, I have. Okay. Old rich white women. They all look alike. But Judy Greer is so fabulous, though. <laughs> have you seen her like in interviews and stuff? I don't know. Like, she is such a sweetheart. Is it Judy Greer? I think so. I think that's her name. Pretty sure. I think that might be someone else. Correct us in the comments. Yeah. Or on Twitter. If you are if, if you know Archer or Arrested Development, you do know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Mallory Archer. Um, By the way, how's my sound? Like... I don't know. You sound... Do I sound okay? The gain isn't too high? I don't know. Okay. I think you're I, I'm not eating up your ears? I'm. Am I eating up your ears? No, no, I'm fine. Because I'm super loud to me. Okay, I'm super kind of really muffled to me. I'm kind of super muffled too. I think it might be the headphones because okay. I don't think I it's can, the microphone. I can hear you fine. Okay. I can hear you fine. This has been a pleasant. And I can hear you fine. Okay. Okay. So but you're muffled fine. to you. So I guess we're fine. We're That's just weird. Being, it might be that our own voice is kind of overpowering. Maybe here because hmm. you always sound different in your own head than you do from the thing technology is confusing technology is so confusing it's it's super confusing it's so confusing james <laughs> i'm a robot now because technology is confusing okay i'm back to my face now um so yeah as you can tell this episode doesn't really have a topic um i'm kind of just hopefully getting back into the swing of it from here on out because we have been away for far too long like I don't know what's been going on the last like month and a half. Like, can I be honest? Like, I don't know. Because like we moved, we we moved in here, November fourteenth. Oh, what? How? That's so long ago. How have I, I done? It feels. Like... We literally, we've been here a month. We have over a month. We literally, <laughs> there are boxes. That have been emptied, that are waiting at the door to be taken down to the recycling Just bin. Just like there's still boxes that are in my bathroom that are packed. By the way, we have like a bath and a half, and it's great. No, two baths. We have two bathrooms. Right. We've we've gone from a for context a 700 square foot two bedroom with one bathroom mm-hmm. with and like half, one half shared laundry room for the entire 14 floor building that was always broken. That all of them were always broken to a 1400 square foot two bedroom two bath in suite laundry that is like not that much more expensive yeah like this is ridiculous we with heated clean parking with heated clean parking and also granite countertops granite countertops which you can't put anything on no don't or, put it. or they will eat it do, do, no, okay if you ever plan on being rich one day <laughs> Don't if you ever plan on being countertops ever. It is not worth the effort. They're meant to be looked at, not used. It is ridiculously impossible. And your to grandparents keep them clean did this by choice. Time. My grandparents did this by choice, but they also got a darker shade, like the one in our bathrooms. Oh, yeah, we're totally bougie now. Very bougie with our bathrooms. I have a bathtub that's like three feet deep. We have a double I, sink. When I fill it, I float, like. It's it's wonderful. This place is great, and it's also really big, mm-hmm. so it gives us the opportunity 
to do, do more because Nick does photography yeah. and it gives me sometimes supposedly allegedly I do photography like it lets me kind of have the room to have a proper lighting setup like if you've watched code breakers mm-hmm. you saw like the red curtain behind me which is yeah. actually a gray curtain with a red light on it yeah and that's because there's the room to have the red light on the curtain and the key light on me mm-hmm. and the camera with like six seven feet away because it's yeah, an 85 yeah. millimeter lens <laughs> And did you use the 85 for that one? I thought you only, only used the 50. Yeah, I did I did use the 50, which I want to use the 85 next time because it's... You were pretty zoomed out in that one, though. Yeah, and I've gotten so many complaints from people who watched it because it's in a 2-3-5 aspect ratio, and which is, you know, the, the cinematic Basically aspect wide ratio. Basically like... well, it's, widescreen. It's like ultra-widescreen. Yeah. Because widescreen is 16 by 9, and this mm-hmm. is different speaking for talk he's speaking video camera it's like 16 by 9 is game of thrones Mm -hmm. is a normal tv yeah and 235 is lord of the rings okay uh and so i filmed it in that because i could and i wanted to try it out and i loved it i loved having that much space on Mm -hmm. the side where i could put things and i have gotten so many comments being like um you i'm watching this on my phone then perish peasant (laughs) well no like a lot of people saying you know i'm watching this on my phone and it's really small but i actually had one person comment that um i should work on my framing because there's so much empty space (laughs) and i was like okay i'll I'll stick to 16 by 9 from now on plebeian sorry if that was you if you're listening but um, <laughs> the next the the next big video I'm doing if I if I do get to do the the top ten video that'll just be normal. But the next one I'm doing in January, um, tentatively January eighth. Uh, I thought you were gonna show much of yourself in that one. I'm not. I'm not filming that. That's gonna be just a straight up documentary okay. yeah, like okay. Making It Big was, because Making It Big is my most viewed. You know, because sex sells. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. my most viewed video other than Monsters in the Closet. Monsters in the Closet's been out for four years. Yeah. Um, it's your most explosive video. A- <laughs> like a geyser. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that one is going to be about um, the very underrepresented gay victims of the Holocaust. Cause, like, because I want to start 2021 on an upbeat on note. On an upbeat note, yeah. <laughs> But and then in February, I'm doing one about the history of the gay panic defense, which is basically the history of gay bashing. Yeah. And then in March, the, the I need to do something. The history of gay bashing and getting away with it. Yeah. Which is like... Ugh. And how we've slowly gotten to the point where they don't get away with it anymore, but... Sentences are arguably reduced from what they should be. Well, uh, no, right. it's it's kind of... We've gotten kind of to the point where people don't get away with it anymore... If you kill a gay person, but if you kill a trans person, it's a different story. So that's coming out in February. And then in March, I need to do something happy. So I think in March, I'm going to do the video game video that I've been talking about since last summer. Um, Or this past summer. I've been talking about it for a while. Um, What? I'll get around to it. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to make you write most of it. Um, Because all you do is play video games. I like... I do other things. I do productive things. I, um... Okay. Okay. I I read. Hunty. Like, I... Like, I have been so busy the last month, and you're like, well, what have you been doing? It's like, I have been doing so much. Like, I've been writing so much. I've been... I've been doing editing. Editing. I've been doing cover design. And why has he been editing? He's been editing because on June 8th, 
his novel comes out. Yeah, that's exciting and terrifying. In hardcover and ebook. And e- what about paperback? I thought we were doing paperback. Well, no, paperback's not, paperback wouldn't come out right away. I thought we decided that we wanted to go with doing it all at once. Okay, I was kind of going with the, the idea that you had a publisher and stuff, mm. but if you want to... I never know what we're doing. <laughs> James, I never know what we're doing. What am I supposed to talk about? What am I not supposed to talk about? Like, I am just, just so have a rule of A list of rules. Like, I, I don't know. Like... Um... And people listening to this, they, they can get the full story. Everyone else can just assume that I'm doing it professionally. <laughs> Actually, I'll just, I'll put um, a break there. Okay. Um, we'll record that separately. Okay. Um, we still need to record the, like, ad for... That's what article. we... That, yeah. Okay. And what... Okay, so I'm going to, like, rewind. Okay. What have you been editing? You've been editing your book that comes out on June 8th, June 8th. in hardcover and ebook. Yay. Up for pre order now. Yay. Order it from Amazon or any major bookseller, or really? request it from your independent bookseller, and that way they can make some extra money. And it is available in their system, so go ask them for it because it is there. Like the book depository. Oh, no, depository, not suppository. No, not the book suppository, Nick. (laughs) That would be so much better than, like... Nobody's putting a book up their butt. No, I mean, like, a little capsule that you get... You stick it up your butt and you understand the entire book. Like, the entire book just gets beamed into your brain. Because then you wouldn't need to read and you'd have something up your butt. Oh, that was a little bit... much. (laughs) 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 For for me. But no, like, it's... it's, Why are you bashful? It's not... No, it's not. It's not reading that I dislike. I guess it's. I guess it's like the, the getting attached and then not getting attached and then getting disappointed sometimes and you've already invested so much time into getting this far and it's like oh my god I this is and then like I just want to go back to reading like classic Victorian literature that I can dependably enjoy. Just eat, read, read Anne Rice. I'm That's classic. So not like other authors. <laughs> I'm not like other girls. <laughs> but yeah, it comes out on. Ju- Actually, no legit like Edu- Edwardian literature is kind of where I'm at. Um, it was after Victorian. Was, meanwhile, I... That's I, where Virginia Woolf was writing, and Bram Stoker, and, like... Bram Stoker was writing years before Virginia Woolf. Yeah, Edwardian means, like, the reign of King Edward. That was a pretty... A few decades. It was still Victorian when Bram Stoker was writing. When was he That writing? was the 1800s. Yeah, Victoria was, like, the earlier... Like, the mid to mid-late 1800s. Edwardian was everything from, like, the... 1880s until like the modernist movement we'll just go read ulysses then if that's what i will want. not read the ulysses if that's what you want to read i will not those kinds of books those kinds of books but um i actually don't have an easy time with modernism i find just really bland i just read fun books like today i bought um leviathan wakes by james a Corey, which i have been told is basically the the Game of Thrones of science fiction. I try and... to read books for fun. Uh, like I, I try to read fun books, but then I realize that I don't really read for fun. Yeah. I don't it's... know what else you would read for. 
um, to learn writing techniques, learn hum insights about human nature, uh, writing style, prose, narrative, character development. Girl. <laughs> but yeah i bought that because it's supposed to be like the game of thrones sci-fi so i'm excited to read that you missed a hair flip you can't see my hands <laughs> and i also got the first book of the trials of apollo which is the sequel to the percy jackson books and um apollo the apollo character is bisexual I have so, heard conflicting a... accounts about the Percy Jackson series about how true and faithful it is to Greek mythology. I assumed it was very unfaithful to Greek mythology, so I just kind of skipped it. I'm doing this because gay. Gay. Because I read a lot of gay books. I have a lot of books that I haven't even touched yet, so of course I went and bought two more today. Yeah, I told you explicitly not to. Yeah, but I don't listen. You I do not. <laughs> I, I, am, I, I am an addict, and I have addictions to books i mean but like i i've always kind of been like that with books like i would read something and mom would be like you should read a book and i'm like i'm waiting for this book sequel to come out and like you might be waiting years for that lots of people overlap their series and stuff and i'm like i can't function like that <laughs> i can't handle more than one input of media into my brain at any given time god imagine if you were like i'm not i i've just finished a dance for dragons a dance for dragons? Oh my god, yeah. Well, that, 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 that's what I mean. That's why I like older books, because you know what's the whole thing. A, a dance with dragons. Like, dance, if the author is dead, like, chances not are going... they're not going to be able to add anything else to the series. A dance with dragons. You you've just finished it, and you're like, I'm going... When it first came out, and you're like, I'm not going to read any more books oh until god. the next book in this series comes out, and then you're dead. Um... Like, but at the same time, we have the, I have this problem with TV, too. Like, I have a really hard time, like, staying, just sitting down and just waiting. Oh, I need to binge. I, I can't binge. I'm, I'm learning I much prefer um, appointment television. <laughs> no. Yeah. Like, I, I, I need to be able to sit down for six to eight hours and just watch a TV show from beginning to end mm -hmm. and take in the whole thing. Because if I need to wait a week, I lose interest. See, I didn't like, used to. I used to be Mr. Appointment Television. Like, I would have, like, a schedule. Like, okay, you know, 10 o'clock on Thursday, I have to watch this. See, and, like, for me, like, if it's a long bit of thing, like, we'll use, like, Daredevil. A long bit for of thing. Instance. Like, the, uh, the first season of Daredevil on Netflix. Like, uh, we got... I think three quarters of the way in and I kept saying like, I need to stop James. I need to stop James. I need to stop James. And oh, like, the first season. Yeah. And we're like, no, 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 no. We're going to keep going. And like, we got to like episode, what? 10 out of 13. Um, I, I if there were Something. 13 episodes, we finished 11. Okay. And like, we were close to the end. Like, cause there were two left. Oh, excuse me. And I literally just started to melt down. Like, yeah. I couldn't handle... I was a mess. Like, and it wasn't even because the show was, like, moving me emotionally or anything. I just couldn't handle that much bombardment of stuff at me. And I think that's a lot way with books. Because I like books that, uh, like American Gods, like, I can just get to a point where it's like, okay, this is a pretty natural break. I'm going to put this down for, like, a few days. And I'm going to come back to it after I've had the chance to digest emotionally, emotionally digest some of the stuff that has been going on. Um, and I think, and like, a lot of my problem, my problem, not the genre's problem, with YA is that it's not meant to be put down. So like... That's not true. Okay. 
But, like, in a lot of cases, like... I don't think there's any book that's not meant to be put down. You know what I mean? Like, it's there's not really a whole lot of natural breaks. you got to keep the tension going constantly. And so I just get so over... There's a point where well, I that's, just that's... get so overwhelmed with what's going on because I don't have the chance to digest stuff because there's always, like, this forward momentum going. Okay, here I'm going to disagree. Okay. Because that's not a YA thing. That's a suspense thriller thing. And the thing is, most of the books that you've been given to read lately have been books that I've read, and I am, I like the books that you can't put down. Mm. And I don't really read ones. I like, just steal books from James's library, by the way. If I read, it is a library. If I read a review saying like, you know, it's a, li- it's very good, but it's a little slow and stuff like that, I don't, I don't even try. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I need something to grab me for a minute. Go. I think that's um, why Avalon Knight, the book I'm I'm publishing shortly, is has been such kind of a journey to kind of get to a point where it does kind of really suit the genre because that isn't how I naturally write. Like you've read a, a lot of the things that I've other like the sort of demos and like the plot outlines of a lot of stuff that I've written and they all seem they all they're all more much slower. Well, yeah, like you you've begun a book, a fantasy book that. I think actually fits very well in the high fantasy in the fantasy oh, genre. Oh, Wilds, we've talked about it. Yeah, because yeah. it it is a slower burn. It is more about the world and mm-hmm. the the sort of magic systems and all kind of, and all that kind of thing. It's much more ambiance and atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think it has it has been a, a super big um, adjustment for you to take that, which I think is your natural writing oh, style, yeah, absolutely over into writing a what is ostensibly a detective novel. Yeah, it's a detective thriller. I really like... I, it wasn't meant to be. It was meant to be just a superhero kind of, like, comic book thing, but it's kind of turned into this really interesting kind of detective-y mystery mm-hmm. thing. And, like, I'm really excited about how the series is going to go forward with that because, like, all of the next ideas really do focus around this kind of mystery of discovery, exploring the world, which, like... I'm super happy that like shows like uh, The Boys yeah. and Umbrella Academy are becoming so popular for presenting these very kind of cynical... Different kind of superheroes. Yeah, a very cynical, very kind of like saying like, hey, this would create a really messed up family. Or like, hey, of course having a superpower is an obvious allegory for privilege in society. And sort of taking that and like putting a very realistic, um, not necessarily gritty spin, but... I guess more of a punk spin, and doing it in a non not a not a Zack Snyder way. That's kind of like I'm gonna beat you over the head with yeah. it, but in a very just root, just taking something very heightened and rooting it in realism. Yeah, which is it's it's like defamiliar. Both, defam- both? I think that I think that's called defamiliarization. Like the process of that is usually. Oh no, using girl! Comedy. I didn't study English in school. It, defamiliarization <laughs> is basically Tina Fey's entire comedic style. It's taking, <laughs> it's taking something that is very commonly well known and presenting it to you in a way that is uncommon, but suits a more kind of realistic way. Like oh. Mean Girls is very defamiliar because it, um, for instance, like the scene where like Lindsay Lohan saying like I know how this would be solved in the animal kingdom, and then it's like the flash cut away to them like yeah, yeah. girl fighting. Like that's defamiliarizing the way people conceive these kind of things. Um, everything with Jenna Maroney is kind of taking the perception of an Thirty actor. Rock in general. I think. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of taking the perception of like a uptight Hollywood actress and amping it up necess- to a twelve. Not even 
presenting it as if it's elevated, but presenting a very honest depiction of how it actually works. Yeah. Because, like, the more you learn about Hollywood and show business, the more you learn that Jen Maroney is not a heightened character. Yeah. Um, like, the elements where she is vampire and stuff. Like, that obviously is. She but flies like, up in the air. <laughs> I just recently rewatched it while we were in Crushing the... Crushing her own funeral. Yeah. Funeral performance. While we were in, uh, in the apartment transition, I, I my TV wasn't hooked up or anything, so I just had my computer. And so I, I literally just binge-watched the entire series of 30 Rock again. On Amazon. Uh, it's on Amazon Prime, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, as I was playing the um, Hades, no, uh, Legend of yeah, Zelda. Yeah, Legend of Zelda. Yeah. Um, uh, Link's Awakening. Link's Awakening. Yeah. Yeah. Which is super cute. Um, and if you like Zelda games and you haven't played that yet, you should definitely play it. It's totally worth it. It's very fun and very uh, you have yet, oddly you, re- relaxing. It looks reaxing, relaxing, but you have yet to actually play Hyrule Warriors. You downloaded it. I, I, I did. I played the demo. I liked the demo a lot. And I was like, I'm buying this game. And I have yet to play it. Like, I, 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 I think as soon as my Christmas break kicks in, because I'm still technically working, mm-hmm. uh, working from home, um because uh cases have gone up again yeah um alleged new super strain coming from the uk from the uk um which but, you know like everyone in uk like you know i don't want to say thoughts and prayers but like um what's, what's the pagan version of thoughts and prayers mantras and light like <laughs> alms like offer it off i have no idea <laughs> Offerings to Morrigan, like hexes and sacrifices. I don't know. <laughs> no, they don't do sacrifices. No, oh. most pagan religions have not done human sacrifices. I know Slavic most. did. Early, hey, talk about Christians sacrifices. are the only good religion. Oh, Christians, yeah, no sacrifices whatsoever. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Just murder people. That's all. <laughs> murder people in the name Christians of Jesus. Don't put any kind of like <laughs> flowery language around it. Just no, we just murder them. <laughs> Um, Throw them witches off the cliff. No, but, like, the perception is that, like, the ancient Greek religion, they didn't, uh, Romans, they didn't even sacrifice, like, animals. What they did is they would hold... The Greeks f- did. Nope. Yes, they did. What, what they did, and, and this, this is this They sacrificed of, lambs. They didn't. They had a feast. The feast would be the lamb. They would take the bones and the oils, and, and the dripped-off oils, and the, and they would tie it up in the lamb's skin. That's the offering to the gods. It's based around a myth of Prometheus. I could have sworn that I read somewhere. It technically is a lamb sacrifice. No, that it would literally be you carry the lamb up to the statue of Zeus and cut his throat. They and might, let it bleed out onto the statue. They might do that, but they still eat the lamb. Oh, well, I'm not saying they don't eat the okay. lamb. Okay. So we were just arguing semantics. Great. But yeah, like, you know, like sacrifice is a reason to have a feast. Like, that's whatever. Um, uh, Human sacrifices were committed by the Slavic, early Slavic pagans. Um, Yay, Russia. (laughs) um, Who else? Uh, The early Druids. uh, The Norman, the uh, Frankish Druids. They wouldn't be, no, not Frankish. Gaulish? Yay, French. Yeah, pre-Romanized Gaulish Druids. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, the Druidic religion fled northward, northward, became the Celtic religion, and I believe they stopped doing human sacrifice. But the last of, like, the actual Druid, like, you know, World of Warcraft Druids were... And then, of course, every non-white 
and everywhere oh that was God. non-white. They all sacrificed humans and ate people and well, they did in cannibalism. Lot, I think they did in around. Southern Ameri- in certain Southern American religions. The sacrifices in- or human sacrifices. The Inca yes. did not. Uh, they uh, it w- it was kind of a once a year thing. Okay. Um, and it was that the Aztec, the Mayan, because it wasn't just one people. No, uh, but the, I, I know, I know, I the Incas did not, and the yeah. Tiwanaku did not. I can't remember who I'm specifically. It would be names. once a year a girl would be sacrificed. I know that they're. Oh, uh, and then there was another one that everyone was like, "Oh my God, they're cannibals! They sacrifice people and eat them." But it would actually be when someone died. They would eat the flesh to kind of. I think that wasn't take that them in, in. That I, might not be of South America. I think though, that's that, in, that's northern Indian. Maybe. Like in an area of northern India and like jungles and stuff. Guinean? I don't know. Guinean? Okay. But it was basically there like, was, we, this way you are not gone. You are with us forever kind of thing. There was. Which a, your digestive system disagrees, but. It's a beautiful idea, but you know, there are severe. Uh, well, it's like the people who mixed food. ashes with wine, which I think is disgusting uh, because disgusting. I can't do wine and. And really, like, the whole, like, when you get into, like, dom-sub territory, like, the idea of swallowing someone's cum is really the same philosophy. Like, you're, he's being with you forever. (laughs) Are we getting that out? (laughs) Are we getting that out? No, I just think that's the end of the podcast. <gasps> what? No, we need to... How that's, long has that been? That's, that's the end of this podcast episode. <laughs> the swallowing cum sacrifice. <laughs> oh my god, like, a lot of, like, the really good kind of cyber sex that I've been involved in has, like, like hardcore elements of that kind of, like, you know... Uh, I ain't cutting out the putting thing. stuff up your butt part that I said now that you're talking about cyber sex. I didn't expect you would. <laughs> <laughs> you gave me a look and i was like oh, i'm gonna cut that out not now no. <laughs> dirty dirty pig oh my god um because we know that i am a virginal lamb you are a sweet innocent virginal lamb your poor eyeballs how could these are your good face eyes my good like, you're, face ne- you're never gonna get that back don't, don't, <laughs> don't credit me with that joke that is a facebook group i use for tagging um how dare you these are my good face eyes um <laughs> But um, human sacrifices, not necessarily human sacrifice thing, but there was a kind of nomadic, semi-nomadic people uh, living in a desert region of the Andes in South America. I love how we went from talking about renting to human sacrifice. I'm still going to cycle back to talking about my book, don't worry. Um, And renting, because you know what renting is? What? Sacrifice. Put a pin in that. (laughs) (laughs) Um uh yeah a sort of nomadic quasi-nomadic people in a desert region of the andes kind of like a plateau kind of mesa area Mm -hmm. in the middle of the mountains it was a relative desert that they were in but they would get like routine rainfall and stuff um it wasn't terrible to live in like it was a habitable desert um and these people would build up kind of pyramid-like cities uh where they would go And the thing about this region is that it it experiences a very strange, extreme weather phenomenon about, like, once every few decades. Mm -hmm. Uh, It wasn't cyclical, so there wasn't really any hardcore predicting it. But this area just gets swarmed with storms, like torrential downpours, lightning, uh, like, hardcore stuff. And if you are a 
um, pre-scientific group of people, there's no explanation for that. And so you think it's the gods. And so as you do, um, uh, and this is pro tips, you go to the ruling class, you execute them, you burn down their cities, and you move on and you build a new place and you, the cycle repeats. So, so it's not necessarily human sacrifice. It's kind of just like getting really, 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 really pissed off at rich people. You know, for climate change. Just, uh, just saying. No, I'm not, that's not a hint. That's not a hint. I. That just made my brain kind of bloop. Because why is it that poor Christians have not been like, you know what? Those decadent rich I will, pissed God off, and that's why all this bad stuff is happening, I, and go kill them. I have an answer for that, a very specific answer for that, and the answer is the Sermon on the Mount. Mm. When Jesus literally says, sit down, shut up, ignore the rich people, and you will be rewarded after this life. Which, again, I don't think Jesus said that. I think no, that no. was John, I think, wrote No, that, that was one. Roman propaganda. Oh, Yeah. Like the, it's the same thing as the book of Revelation. Oh it's actually anti-Roman propaganda. Come, come, it's not a book predicting the end of the world. It's a yeah. book that very easily reads as an analogy to what was going on in Rome at the oh, time. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, I Which get, even priests say I that. I get so mad. I got so mad. Because priests are like, I don't want you reading the book of Revelations. That's some crazy shit. Like, coming up in Catholic <laughs> high school, I got so mad at people who deadpan insisted that Constantine and the Council of Nicene... Nicene? Excuse me. Oh my god, I know that the word. Roman but... name. It's, it, the Roman name. It's the modern um, French city of Nice. Yeah. Um, but I think it's Nicene? It would be the Latinized name for it, the Roman name for it. Uh, and that council of a bunch of old Roman wealthy politicians would not get down together with a, you know, literal work of scripture and say, we're not going to edit this. We're just going to leave it as it is. Uh -huh. Because like everything about the Gospels, and this is my big problem with the Gospels, takes Jesus, sure, it shows him, like, turning over the tables and, like, the tax collectors' things, but it's very, it's against Jewish wealth. It's not against Roman occupation. It's not against Roman wealth. And, hmm. yeah, um, Jesus is against Jews who have wealth and Jews who rule other Jews, but he isn't necessarily against other Romans. For instance, in talking, like, one of the few things he says about Roman occupation is walk the extra mile. And back in the day, a Roman soldier had the right to ask any Roman non-citizen, uh, say, carry my gear for a mile. And they had to, by Roman law. Uh, Jesus's advice to how to deal with that is walk another mile to sort of stick it to the man. You know, like, and like, that's kind of apparently an act of passive aggressive rebellion. Kill them with kindness. Right? But like a that lot doesn't of work, by the way, no, Nobody it does dies not. from being nice to it does not. Um, but a lot of what Jesus speaks to is sort of this idea of uh, God doesn't like rich people. So don't worry about rich people. Don't be a rich person. <laughs> don't be a rich person. <laughs> Leave the people who have the money, Literally, have the money. <laughs> yeah. He says they, they don't know what they're talking about. They're going to go to hell. Don't worry about that. Just worry about you getting into heaven. You know how you do that by being poor and not causing a scene. And that's a lot of what Jesus has to say in the Gospels. 
not everything. He does have some, there are some good messages accredited to Jesus, but the problem with the Gospels, as they are in the Bible, is they have been so heavily edited by rich Roman people who, A, had already endured several slave rebellions before this, yeah. and B, who needed to reunite the entire empire under one consolidated religion so that, you know, the ruling class could continue to make contain control. See, I like the Quaker version of the Bible. What's that? It's it's the Gospels and stuff, but it's very... Quakers are, like, the nicest Christians. Weren't they, like, really awful colonizers, though? I, I read somewhere that in spite of them being really nice now, they did really shitty things to, like, the Aboriginal... Uh, the uh, First Nations. I'm not sure. Um, but it, it's really, like, basically to follow the teachings of Jesus, you have to be nice to everyone and, you know... Specifically your community. They're big on community values. Fighting. It's it's like, not like, oh, give to charity. It's like, fight so that everyone has something. Also like, one of the kind few of branches of Christianity that was pro-gay, like, really early, early on. Early, yeah. early on. Like, back, like, 60s, 70s, right? And, like, people... I remember just, like, in the 2000s when, like, George Bush was like, raw gay marriage. And the Quaker church was like, um... We think it's fine, and people being like, "Well, the Quakers are nuts anyway." So, well, and Quakers is like kind of used as an as a simile for crazy people. Yeah, uh, quack, like quack Quaker. Yeah, we were talking about my book and how great it is that um, superheroes are now being of being viewed in a very cynical kind of what if they actually existed lens. And I don't take so much of a privilegist lens, like because yeah, i was gonna say like or... i loved the first season of the boys and i loved the first season of the umbrella academy yeah, yeah, and i have yet to watch the second season of either yeah i want to and that's not because i don't want to watch them it's literally just with the move and everything we have been so crazy like i i haven't even gotten a chance to watch ratchet yet and i've been talking about that for months like i <sighs> i watched the first couple of episodes of um that show blood of, zeus. blood of zeus which i told you to wait for me and we can do that now that we have a living room yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so there's there's a lot i need to catch up on mm -hmm. during my christmas holiday like specifically break. i had zero interest in blood of zeus until i saw my boy pan there oh, i didn't know he was in it oh yeah i saw he he might be only for like a blink and you miss a thing but still represent like, <laughs> <laughs> Which, that, that came I, out I at stand. such a good time. I stand. <laughs> because it came out right around the same time as, as Hades. As Hades, yeah. yeah. And so it was like, and the protagonists of both kind of look alike. Um, Probably wasn't planned, though, because it, it oh takes... Oh, God, no. It takes forever to, like, do a full anime. Yeah. Um, like, even though they have, like, a frame rate of, like, like 10 frames per second, like, anime is... Anime, I think, is 15. Okay. I know it was, like, 10 back in, like, the 80s. Like, before they started doing, like, things like Gundam Wing and Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. The the frame rate in anime was always lower because they put out more episodes. They put out more episodes and a lot more detail in backgrounds, a lot more detailed character models, like... Well, because they had detailed backgrounds and they moved the character models instead of animating each frame. They, thought... anime, did what Disney did. Because Disney would create the backgrounds. Yeah. And then... Yeah, that was the Disney method. Yeah. And you're telling me that... Like... But, like, the Flintstones would just animate each scene. Each frame, for instance. Oh, yeah, the Flintstones. Like, I knew that after Disney... But, like, Disney was back in, like, the 50s. Uh, 30s. 30s. So why did Snow it take... Came... Snow White came out Why did it take television so long to start doing the 39, easier, 30, 30. more cost-effective thing? 
my brain is broken now. I can't remember if Snow White came out in 39 or maybe it was 40. No, Pinocchio was 40. Or was Pinocchio 41? Anyway. James, you're, you're, you're spiraling. Yeah. <laughs> he you does can this pick any one time. of those years because of how he, many times they were released. Entire conversations will get shut down because he is having an argument about himself about when a movie premiered or what a certain actor or director's name was. And I'm like, yeah, it doesn't matter. Let's just keep talking. He's like, no, I need to remember this. These are important facts. <laughs> They're important. Um... But one of the topics we have is gaming, mm-hmm. isn't it? If it isn't on the board right now, then it got erased during the move. Okay, well, I was about to bring something up, but I think we should leave that for the next episode. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, if you've gotten this far into the episode... Um, With all of our sex jokes it has been this episode came out on december 22nd which is my birthday oh um wait that's like tomorrow yeah we're recording these we don't we don't give ourselves a lot of oh my god like i i consistently every year think that your birthday is on the 23rd (laughs) no no it's it's never been it never was it's my grandmother's birthday today i should text her probably yeah yeah and then text me first tomorrow. day of winter yeah i'll text you happy birthday no first no, no, day no. of winter is my birthday no it's the 21st it's always the 21st oh yeah it is never mind yeah my no my birthday is the first day after the solstice so that's when it starts to get brighter mm-hmm. the most optimistic day of the year probably because i was born that day and i'm nothing if not optimistic You're special yeah so yeah our next episode which will probably be recording i love how you just outed yourself as a capricorn I'm I'm totally a Capricorn. I Which don't know is totally any of the Capricorn. a Capricorn move. I'm kidding. I don't know literally anything about astrology. I have no idea either. Most of what I know about astrology is just from like being part of like witchy and pagan Facebook groups. I do not believe in personal astrology. I like the kind of astrology where it's like, oh, these planets are aligned, so that means we're entering an age of light and happiness. Or I saw like Sagittarius trending today on Twitter, and I'm like, I know Sagittarius is nowhere near right now, so yeah. I don't know why that's trending. Isn't Sagittarius also a goat? I, I love so. goats. Capricorn's a... Um, no, Capricorn's the goat. Is it? It's a goat, goat with the fish. Goat mermaid. With the fish tail. Yeah. A mergoat. Mergoat. Um, I'm Aquarius, so I'm just like a homo. Actually, apparently, like according to like official star charts, I am Capricorn, which is weird because all of my life, my family has been saying, oh my God, you're such an Aquarius whenever I do Aquarius things so like i'm kind of like yeah astrology is kind of more about like confirmation bias and being like oh my god people are validating me because i am doing this thing and so obviously that means that i am at this so it's more about psychology honestly like i feel like if like being born at certain times of year has any factor into personality it's more about seasonal and like religious celebrations like, i just realized sorry i just because realized someone born in january doesn't actually get like christmas until like the their first year in which case like they're, they're kind of remembering things by that point it's more formative but if you're like born in november you're not going to remember your first christmas until like a whole like later part time. yeah like i was born december 22nd and so i was in obviously in the hospital for christmas mm-hmm. obviously i don't remember it yeah but my grandfather who was a carpenter made a little white and blue christmas tree for Aww. me spray painted the the like stick silver created all of the um tree branches out of like metal and stuff why haven't and, i seen this um it doesn't exist anymore what i, I actually it very well may my my parents may well still have that um but you just haven't seen the albums um i'm sure there are many with the uh lots of gifts and um 
Well, they said gifts. I'm like, oh, you mean, yes, lots of gifts. Yeah, in photo albums. Um, we, we were ahead of the curve. Oh, shit. We should have, uh, like, made an episode and titled it Giving. Like, talk about, like, the prospect of giving. I think we've talked about, like, gift-giving practices before, though, at some point here. I don't know. On the podcast. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so that's the end of this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope you stuck around. And if you have enjoyed it, um, and you're watching this on YouTube. If you like our show, tell everyone that. Like it. you think it sucks. Subscribe. Mouth, stop. Shut. It's the song from the producers. The, and, and the finale song. producers the finale song. i know what the producers are but i don't know the finale song it's i thought the, the song. finale song was in the prison no the finale song this is one in the in the movie the movie with magic with the with uma thurman mm-hmm. she was the one who wasn't on broadway um they have it playing at the end of the credits oh but like this is kind of like the somewhat encore song like after everything's done like the whole cast gets up takes a bow and it's like they sing this final song and it's basically and mel Gibb, mel brooks is there uh, oh, okay. in the movie and it's basically telling people to fuck off (laughs) well um like subscribe um ding the bell and hopefully youtube will actually send you notifications when these episodes come out if you would prefer um it is also available on all the podcast all things and you can follow us there um and let us know if you prefer the video or if you just like the podcast um like, don't people like the little dudes? I think they do. I I'm like just, the little I'm dudes. just saying. Um, so thank you so much for listening. Um, yeah, and you're, we'll be. You're James. We'll be back. I'm Nick. In a week, <laughs> with another <laughs> podcast video. I'm James. Hi, I'm, I'm, I'm Nick, and he's Nick. <laughs> <laughs> bye bye. <laughs>